come on an adventure behind the scenes as we explore what it looks to be bold, creative and Christian. You're listening to The Artless Podcast. So Chris, To War With God was, um, and is, is one of our largest shows we've ever made um, that we started touring in, what, 2018? Was it 2018? Yes, yeah, yeah. For, for the, centenary. the centenary. yeah. And during that tour, so this tour, uh, just if you if you don't know, um, please go to uh, artless.org.uk forward slash to war with God. Uh, or tour with God. Or tour with God.com. Uh, it's a, a, a show really quickly. It's about a, a World War One chaplain who goes to the front lines. It's a true story. And he has a real crisis of faith. And we look at that and what that means and how, how God exists in suffering. It's a real uh, eye-opening and emotional play. But what I'm going to ask Chris about is... Ah. In all the time that we've toured Toward With God, are there any stories which you'd like to share? Funny stories or unusual events that happened? Um, yes, yeah. Um, any well, come to mind? Well, we haven't planned any of this, so I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but I'm, I'm sure they'll come to me. There, Even actually before we start performing, it was hilarious in rehearsals because we actually even did a, a, a dress run for our trustees and John has John. See, I don't have to have any um, costume changes, which is great. Apart from sometimes I have my cap on or off, but yep. n- nothing big. Whereas John actually has actual costume. I changes. I play about five different characters. So yeah, yeah. And uh, and there came a time where he kept putting on the wrong trousers. It did feel <laughs> it did feel like Wallace and Gromit. It was like it was hilarious. This is not a comedy as well. And we would get halfway through the scene. So we were doing this in front of our trustees, yeah. Like and you know, hopefully we're going to get their feedback. They're yeah. going to tell us where we were at and stuff. And uh we're halfway through a scene. And then I looked down at John and he's wearing these like blue navy trousers. He's meant to be in his army I'm like meant to be in the trenches uh, trousers. So anyway, that that's a small little Funny thing. So actually, we put up a sign. I printed a sign for just off stage that said, check your trousers. Every venue um, we go to. So like, every Whoa. venue, they're always like, what the heck is that? Um, but there's a good reason and for it. And have I actually ever left my trousers on? No, he hasn't yet. But um, you <clears> never know. Um, but yeah, so check your trousers. But one of my favourite ones. We were So we also <laughs> do it in schools. And uh, we're in a school in Cami Island. And um, and it's going really well. We're doing three days in this school. And I don't, was this in our second day? First day? Second day. I think day. it might have been the second day. I think it was the second day. day. Yeah, second day. And then our, um, our lighting desk goes crazy and freezes like yeah. completely i mean we're and with the we're mid performance so there's no like you know we're just like okay. i think it's right at the start so it's about yeah, a whole, yeah. it's like 45 minutes oh, yeah, okay, show yeah. and then it is oh yeah it would have right been right at the, the start first, yeah. yeah yeah so it would have been right at the start so but we're like okay the lights are kind of still on but they're not going through the cues at all so the lights bradley, are changing shout out to bradley who was our tech guy at the time and he he absolutely he did really well yeah, he managed that situation really well and made sure that at least the sound and I think the projection still went. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was it was a hard one. No, the projection <laughs> didn't work. Did actually. it not? No, I don't think this so. This is the only time we've ever had any technical. I mean, issues. this honestly, and so if you, I mean, if people listening, you've ever been on stage and things are going wrong, it's really especially if it's like because me and Johnny are kind of in control of that stuff. It's not like we're. Do you know what I mean? If we were like, let's say, acting in another show where right. we're we, not we have like, no idea how the tech stuff works. Yeah, yeah, and we're yeah. not kind of like, you know, the directors. Yeah, responsible. Yeah. It's kind of like you just kind of, oh, well, this isn't my thing to really deal with. I've just got to continue. How unprofessional of them. Exactly. Um, but for us, so when we're on stage and something's going wrong, I don't know what, I'm sure it's the same for John, but I'm always thinking in my head, okay, 
um crap what are we doing what's what, what like how can we um like mend this is there anything we can do but obviously we're still trying to you're still trying to act remember your lines do everything that you need to do but you got that in your head so then john gets up to this point where um we're meant to just move these chairs and they're meant to stay on stage. Well, we finished that first scene where we're both facing out and yeah. we're sat on these chairs. And then the intro plays. So there's video projection and the sound plays. And it's we go off and I get changed and all this. But I'm thrown by the fact oh, that I can the tell. lights don't work. I'm looking at John's face now. I can see that he is he is not in the zone. It's the, it's the <laughs> sensation of slowly drowning. It is. It, it is. is that's, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and seeing the faces, because you can then... Especially in a school, because they were quite close up, you can see the faces of these kids, yeah. and they're all, and you can see that they're all thinking, like, is it meant to be this kind of? Is the lighting meant to be like this? Anyway, so we're meant to like move uh, these two chairs um, to my one behind goes to a the desk, left, behind a desk. Yeah. So I move mine normally. I see. I see John pick up his chair and I see it in his brain. It's like slow motion where he's like, Reset. he's forgotten what he's doing or I don't know where. I forgot like, my own name. Yeah. And he walks off with the chair. Like it, 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 it's hard to explain, but he's literally got it out in front of him and he just, yeah, he just walks off. And I'm just thinking, I'm never seeing there. him again. I was like, where's John gone? Uh, like I that pop back out again. That was the last time I so, would ever see So this is from my angle. Chris tells his story quite a lot. So I I was looking out and I thought this is this is a disaster. Okay, I need to move my chair. Oh, the chair's still in my hand. Oh, I'm backstage. Oh, I've got two choices right now. I either creep back round, put the chair there, or I just walk. I keep walking. I don't turn around. Start a new life somewhere in Canvey Island. Become like a sailor or something. Catch crabs. <laughs> catch <laughs> crabs to eat. Catch mussels. You, so did you just bring the chair back on? I just snuck like, it around. No, but oh, I didn't. Yes. I didn't yeah, fully yeah. walk on. I just put put my hand around the side and dropped it off. Yeah, and dropped it off. So I, I find honestly that's the cringiest um, moment. I thought it was hilarious, but and I love that story. But you must have a. I don't know. Does anything come to your mind? Anything about comes like, to mind, mm, or to war with God? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I've got another one. You got another one, won't you? Now, we had a um, we did a performance in November last year, um, so 2019, mm-hmm. and um, and obviously after a show, you get an audience response. You know, people come up to us. And, oh, uh, not this. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. Uh, we'll say oh, th- you know, goodness. we'll. Say usually and honestly, we get this all the time. Especially <laughs> with Tour of God, the first thing someone will say, uh, it is a guarantee, and I understand why they say it. But th- they say, I don't know how you remembered your lines, you know. Because to be fair, it is a it's a long play for two people just to be. And I mean, I'm pretty much on stage like the whole time. Yeah. Never leave, you know, um, go off stage really. Um, but anyway, so obviously, you know, that's natural for people to come up Understandable, to us. Understandable. Yeah. Then this. Um, old lady approaches us. Um, and how did she start it? She so, started it with so something. So to set the scene, we're in our sweaty clothes. We've put in a, an hour and a half of hard work performing, <laughs> emotional work. You know, we've just done a scene. Uh, Chris breaks down. I, I'm a scene. I'm about to be shot for desertion. We've gone through. We've gone through the works. So, you know, it's a hard oh, yeah. thing to do. And so we get a lot of. I mean, overwhelming majority of people are so they 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 congratulating. They're saying thank you so much. Oh, this really made me think. Da 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 da. Uh, and this woman walks over and and 
immediately she started to Is it speak. really bad, though, that I was thinking she's going to say something really nice? Yeah, I thought she was going to say something nice. Well, she, even the way she started what she said. Is, <laughs> this so, we'll, we'll act little out. lady. Act out? And it was like a Do you want me to be the woman or do you be the woman? Um, you, you know, you be the woman. You be the woman. <laughs> Hello. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Oh, I'm just picturing it in my head. Sorry, this old little lady okay, so. coming coming up Hello. to us. Oh, Hello. Hi there. Um, so, um, oh, thank yes. You. Uh, th- my, so, my, I was just speaking to my husband, and I didn't know whether I should come over. But I just wanted to say that um, we. That I didn't know what to expect. I had no idea what to expect. I, I, I didn't hear much about this. So at this point, I'm thinking, oh, amazing. You know, she literally said she didn't know what to expect. So you're thinking, oh, good. They probably had low expectations. So, you know, here yes, we go. I came in with no expectations. And, and I must say, I had no idea what was going on. Nothing at all. I couldn't. I couldn't hear a word you were saying, and you, you, it didn't make any sense. You were. You were. You, you. You began and didn't tell us where you were at the end. And this is this is referring to yeah. when we finish, we give a brief. Thank you for coming along. Yeah. Why we wrote, why we wrote the play, what the story—it's all real story and everything—and we gave a bit of breakdown of, of of the story. And she goes, "If you hadn't have said that at the end, I would have had no idea what was going on. You should have explained at the beginning, before the play began. You should have told us what happens and what it's about and who it is and what happens to them and what the end would be. You should have said that before it began, so we could understand what was happening throughout." If you hadn't have done that, I wouldn't have understood a thing. Which, obviously, we, uh, you know, uh, I was kind of a bit gobsmacked, because obviously it's the last thing you're expecting, and the idea that we should have explained the story Bearing in mind, we project the dates, the times, the characters are introduced. I mean... It's a play, because it it, it jumps from kind of the present day, Mm -hmm. um, which for them is 1919, so after the war, back to... Uh, the trenches and it kind of cuts between present day and, and back to the trenches and his war experience so I, I can understand for some people that it it, it it it's not kind of linear in that way so if you're not expecting that but obviously we've taught this many times yeah. and i've never had someone come up to us to say and and also um, that our that sound system confused. our sound system is was definitely loud enough where a lot of people were hard of hearing fully understand and you know fully understand what we're yeah. saying and understand the the concept but we we're, we're open for criticism of course totally, we're not yeah. saying that well, no, you know we're not saying everyone has to love our show or come up yeah. to us and say oh well done but what we um, what we think is hilarious is that she don't i don't think she understood the concept of theater or even storytelling because like <laughs> <laughs> i would love if she went and saw a beckett play what would she say about that because like she she literally told us that what we should have done is given a synopsis and the entire plot before we then begun the play so that they could understand it. I, I, although I saying this criticism to her, I have felt that when going to see Shakespeare, because I'm not a big Shakespeare fan, and Shakespearean language feels so hard for me to understand because I'm of low birth, that mm. I feel like I need to read the Wikipedia page before I go. Yeah, I think is that something which should should we actually take that on board? Should th- we tell the story? Yeah, but we don't speak it. I think I think the main reason for that is that the. The you know Shakespearean language English is harder to grasp. It's really interesting because actually when I was watching um oh gosh me and Lauren went to go see Othello I think at the National Theatre was it Othello oh, I don't know anyway let's say it was um but anyway um as we're it's uh, at the beginning it's really difficult 
but then your brain does this weird switch where then you start to, well, I don't know, I find it easier. The longer it goes on for, the more I feel like I somehow pick up kind yeah, but of I way felt more that, I felt on. that when I started to try and learn Italian at uni. And I was like, you know, I'm really picking this up. Sorry. No, I genuinely... <laughs> But, and this is genuinely something that happened at Leicester. It's like a start module kind of thing. Like a, or... <laughs> It was a wild module and I could have chosen anything. I could have chosen criminology. I could have done economics. I could have done anything. And I chose beginner's Italian because I thought, oh, I'd be good. anything. <laughs> we, I actually could have done that, but I was too lazy. Long so story like... short, I was in a class once and I was really, I was tired. And it was a bit early in the morning and she was speaking a lot of Italian. Um, she was a great teacher. But then it got to a point where I thought, you know what? I'm picking up a lot of this now. And I don't know, I must have been really tired or something. But basically, she was just speaking English in an Italian accent. I thought I was understanding Italian. <laughs> what, you thought you just turned into Rain Man all of a sudden. It's like... I thought, I was like, I've pushed through the barrier. I've, I've been immersed in the culture. I don't... You know so, it so well, it's so coming out like English. I will speak to you about this and I will pass you the papers and we'll do a test on it. And I thought, I know exactly what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to um, uh, Marie Louisa. Um, she helped me. <laughs> Definitely gave me a much higher mark than I deserved for my oral test because I had no idea what I was saying. <laughs> and there were a lot of periods of silence and I scraped to pass. So um, any Man. any uni yeah, students out there who have the chance to do a wild module, probably pick something um, that you're really interested in or committed to. Yeah. But yeah, long story short, the language. That was a short story to say, yes, you almost pick up the yeah. language as you go. But, uh, yeah, so we're not, you know, saying we're not open to criticism. Trust me, we have done some stuff in the past that has not been good. You know, we've we've had to learn. I think there is that idea of, you know, we've had to, well, of course there is that idea that you need to learn your craft and you have to make mistakes. You've got to make stuff um, that might not be that good. I've got another story. And this Ooh. isn't to war with God, but this is coming off the back of what you're talking about, about understanding when people have uh, points and criticism. And I think it's an interesting topic to discuss because as a Christian theatre company, we, we, have a, we sort of have a different standard of things. So if we were just a sort of secular company, we would have our vision and what we want to make and we would sort of produce it. And, and it's sort of a... a you know, that, that idea of the auteur, sort of your vision is your mm. thing to say, is your thing to do. But we we understand that we, we, we exist in a way which we're part of a wider community. We're, we're part of a wider church and we want to do something, create work that isn't just something that we want to express or what we feel God wants to use us to do, but we want it to be complementary to stuff other people are doing. So I think we have that higher standard. We want to listen to what people have to say about what we make to a degree. And also to um, to fit in, but also stand out in a, in a weird paradox. But that aside, this story was when we were touring a production called We Need to Talk About Santa. And this could have been potentially one of my lowest points with Artless. Oh, yeah. So, and this and is the makes... show. This is one of the pieces of work that I was referring to. And I said... Yeah. So, uh... so, bit of background on the show. So, we, we oh. basically wrote this because we've got a very particular sense of humour. And we, 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 we've always enjoyed writing funny stuff together. But we wrote this really... We were unhinged. We wrote basically something that would make us laugh. But then we went really extra on the plot. It was the most plot-heavy thing. It was like a... It honestly was Shakespearean. And the amount of the amount of 
exposition that was in it. Way too complicated and um, way too underdeveloped. And some of the humour was just so particular. But but that aside, I enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. Some people did enjoy it. Can I just say, we... just, just before... In, it's actually cringe. I cringe to talk about this because it is that thing of like, oh my gosh, people watch this. And it's probably more cringeworthy for Chris because this story takes place... Not at a random church, a venue somewhere oh. in the middle of nowhere. This was at <laughs> a church that a lot of Chris's family attends. So know, it was yeah, your yeah. uncle, yeah. Uh, your auntie, yeah, and yeah. cousins and stuff. So this is a church which which was, you know, at the time, it was a favour for people to come in and book us. We were starting off. We needed people yeah. to, to really throw us a, um, throw us a bone and, and give us a chance to perform. And we had performed the year before news, which is actually I really enjoyed that production, and we're going to bring it back for December. So keep your eyes peeled. <clears throat> but what happened was there was a short circuit, or something happened with the, the tech. So this show was very heavily dependent on projection, especially the lighting, really, the lighting and the sound. <clears throat> so uh, similar to this other story we told, and this is the only two times this has ever happened. About half an hour into the show all the lights went apart from one very dim profile spotlight from the back. So where we have a very dynamic lighting coming in everywhere, we're lit. It was very, it was almost like you had to squint to see, mm. which one was, one was not good for the audience to see us. Two, it was a cold room and everyone was a bit chilly. But three, it's a comedy and we have to be all high spirited and have to be really in it and really jump and really have that energy. But the fact that we couldn't see, people couldn't see us, it was the worst performance I've probably ever been in in my life or ever done. I just, that whole, <clears throat> just that whole show. I mean, we had, we had like some performances where, which were obviously better than others. So that was obviously a very low High energy low and a lot of fun. But the, the, it was just so awkward that, that we said to Charlie afterwards, uh, who does our tech, we said, Charlie, Next time that happens, just just call it. Just say we're gonna stop for technical issues because the show must go on. To be fair, it's a lie. To, to be fair, it's a lie. <laughs> to be fair, that show should never have been made. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I think that was the problem. My, actually, we should have put that other... show down like a poor dog that was like a direct. That that show was like a a, a rabid dog that <laughs> needed a, a twelve gauge shotgun to the head because, geez, that is a graphic image. Well, but true, but true. we had a similar. We experience. had no, wait, 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 Chris wait. I'm not done with. You're not no, done no, I'm not one. done with. The, we need to talk about Santa. No, but I'm not. I'm talking about the other experience we had at the other church. Well, no, no. We, talking about people coming up and giving criticism, we had some. We had we had someone come up uh, at the end of a we need to talk about Santa show. And do you want to act it out? We, um, oh, you could be the woman. I could be the. This is the only. Actually, these are the only two complaints we've ever had about these. I shows. mean, yeah, yeah. Even this one wasn't particularly. A comp- as such, just a strange thing but to it's just say funny, after so a show. People gonna have a very bad image of, of our production. <laughs> like, um, so, so uh, I'm me again. We're a bit very tired. Oh, hi there, hello. Oh, hello there, hello. Oh, hi, thank oh, so, well, thanks, thanks so much for coming along. Oh no, well, well, well. I mean, I, I was, I was going to actually. I actually said this to my granddaughter. I actually um, said to my granddaughter um, if she wanted to leave halfway through because you know, you know. Um, uh, but no, she said she said that she wanted to stay. Oh. She was she was adamant that she wanted to stay. But we are happy that we did stay. We are happy. No, that I we don't did think stay. she even said happy that we did, did stay. Did she not? She said. I think th- this is how I remember it. I um, thought she was quite nice, though, after, no, or not. That's not how I remember it. Oh, okay. oh great. Said, so, I remembered it like this. 
So, um, <laughs> in the interval, I asked my daughter uh, if she wanted to leave, you know, uh, but she said no, and um, and here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I yeah. mean, so we that uh, to be fair to us, that show obviously was early earlier on, but also we wanted to do a new Christmas show, yeah. um, but it came in the year twenty seventeen. And we were both still part-time, mm-hmm. so we were both still doing other jobs. And I was working for Scripture Union, and I was planning an event that the Queen was going to be at mm-hmm. in December. Mm. So the whole lead-up to the time, I'm planning this thing for that, whilst also at the same I time... Lot, I had a lot going on at my job. There was a lot of new soaps coming in we had to learn a lot about, and the bath bombs yeah, were John hard to manage Lush. Yeah, Which I really hard. enjoyed. I loved those two years I was at Lush, so shout out to all my Lushies. So, in that regards, it was it was a difficult time to actually just write, a, write something. And I do remember writing that play and it being quite difficult. I mean, I read mm. through it. Actually, funny enough, I found um, a script at well, home... And I, read... should, I think we should start reading through it. Have, yeah, you, got, think... have you got on the oh, laptop? You... I think it'd be quite funny to read. We will, we will, we will in a second. Cut to and I was reading, I was reading it, and there are jokes, there's there's jokes that are funny, but I was reading through it thinking, jeez, jeez, we let that, that poor dog suffer. Tone it we down. should have just, like, just, <laughs> like I said, get the 12 gauge out and finish the job. But anyway. We've learned I, a lot. But... But in a serious note on all of that, it it is hard because you do just have to learn the craft. And that's why it's like, tour. it's like if we'd end up having this tour god idea a lot mm-hmm. earlier, yeah. how detrimental would that have been to the show? Because it was like, yeah, we, we just have to learn the, all this stuff. We wouldn't have made the show we made. And we wouldn't be making, so we're, we're in development of a new show, which we'll tell you all about in some Which is very exciting. Very exciting. Really exciting. So news, get your so. eyes and your ears peeled, ready to yes. hear about that in another yeah. show. But... We're writing something which is going to be the biggest thing we've done, and to all be God was the biggest thing we've done. And I think you need that. F- I mean, it's five years since we started. Yeah, yeah. This December, and, and that's why yeah. I always that's why I always say to <clears throat> even people that are just just want to be actors, you know, and just do acting. I do say write a bit. Right, yeah. Like y- it might not be something that you want to do or something you might not continue doing, but I think the idea of writing. So it's like it's much easier than to understand how someone has gone about writing something. I think it would make you you a better actor as well. Oh, yeah. Because you start to understand character motivation more. You understand how scenes are put together and and the the whole point of of the sort of structure of plays. Not that plays need to have a similar structure to other plays and there's a whole realm of live performance Mm. that you can do. But... Yeah, I think any anyone that wants to act <clears throat> definitely be. And right. even if even if you think this sucks, it doesn't particularly matter if it does or doesn't. It's like me and John have been writing since like since school, sixth form, really. since sixth form, yeah yeah, 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 since sixth form, really. And yeah, a lot of the stuff we've written so ten years has yeah, obviously everything is always well, can be hit and miss, but actually learning that craft it is a craft like <laughs> you know yeah. and we need to talk about santa and other things that we've done in the past and to what we do now has shown that, that it's a little it's like panning for gold you know if you're not if you're not in the river doing it mm. you're not going to find those little specks of gold <clears throat> you're going to find a lot of dirt you're going to find a lot of rubbish 
But you, let, you just throw that back in and then find those little but, specks. But then, but then, and going off your analogy, mm-hmm. the more that then you do that, you'll pick up the ground that's usually better. You'll start mm-hmm. to learn, like... Where so the then it's like, yeah, is, where yeah. the gold actually is. Mm-hmm. So, so it's not always a guarantee you're always going to hit gold. Of course, after those but... few years, you realise that was fool's gold the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it doesn't and then... send. You're not going to make much money from it. <laughs> and you realise you could have just gone to the job centre and got a job. <laughs> and so sifting for gold. You know, we sometimes think, what? what our careers would look like if we had followed the conventional route out of uni probably not that exciting to be honest <laughs> we wouldn't more. have we wouldn't have these stories that we're telling you about right now and that's, that's for sure. at the end of the day worth more than any car worth more than any mortgage worth absolutely. more than any stability absolutely but we stories. love we love doing it we love telling stories and we love trying to you know um bring people closer to to god ultimately yeah, through yeah. that and that's our mission and that's our and that's drive it. and so. i think there's a there's a layer of when you hear the term Christian theatre company, and we'll probably talk about this in another show, but I think it can feel very formal and very like organisational, but really in the heart of it, we're just two guys who have had their lives transformed by this, this person, this person called Jesus. And, and it's a real, real relationship. It's a real, real, real uh, experience that we've had and are having. And so naturally everything we want to do is wanting to introduce other people to that. Because like we said before in, in either another show or this show, about this whole covid thing is that we we understand what it feels like to live life without fear or without the uh, impetus to start fearing or worrying that and ultimately we believe that that there is a future and there's a hope that goes beyond this life and it's like you know what it puts everything into perspective and it makes such a lightness and a joy Mm -hmm. to wanting to share because at the end of the day, theatre, art, this sort of stuff we do is all about storytelling and, and we've experienced, in our eyes, the greatest story that's ever been told and want to share that story in whatever form and any way we can, really. So. Yeah, and I know for me that's a huge drive when, obviously, it's a huge drive, it's what we do, but especially when writing. So, like, when we were thinking about Tour With God or even actually before that was a thing, like, Tour With God was a thing, I was very keen to do something... And I'm sure John was as well, but I know personally I was very keen to do something that was... I really wanted to do something that was going to be challenging on a on a deeper level or taking something that people might avoid. Mm-hmm. And so to all God is about suffering. You know, like, where is this loving God when we're suffering or when things are falling apart around us? And we were able to do that through to all God. And, and we've had people say that it's been really obviously impactful for them that's people we've actually had a story we 100 percent know about this person that who actually came to faith yeah. through to war with god and um and i think it's been an amazing way to show that the church or, or christians we're not afraid to of these questions of these big questions it's the same thing you know with centurion it's all about this centurion and you know can he be forgiven or not for the things that he's done and that's something i think even on last year we tried to improve on more is to get to the grips of who was this person so if you don't know the story that that when jesus was crucified there was a centurion a roman centurion by the side of the cross and and who shouted out surely this man was a son of god and in our eyes that that's him that's him coming to this this understanding and this faith you know in in who jesus says he was uh, and and what comes with that is that understanding of what Jesus spoke about, and Jesus spoke about forgiveness. Even at the cross, he he forgave 
and, and said to the two criminals uh, next to the cross, one of them, you know, that, that you'll be with me in paradise, that, that even though they're being crucified for doing something really wrong, he wasn't, but they were, then the, they, they can be forgiven for what they've done. He even forgave the people that were watching, including the centurion, for this, this crime. And I think we wanted to think, what could this centurion have done? And in, in the play, we... We um we explore that we have this backstory which is really horrific, and I think that's something we want to really tackle and make even Christians think about. Do you really believe that Jesus can forgive you or other people of anything? And if so, why don't we live that out? You know, in what mm. we do and in, in how we interact with people, how we interact with ourselves and our family, and even our enemies. How do we forgive people? And what does it look like to practically forgive people? So and it pushes that um. I've I've said this before, and I was saying it to the girls when we were doing the table read that the the whole kind of idea around century and the play is to say to the audience, like, who do you think Jesus is? Mm-hmm. That you have to make that decision on on like who Jesus is, because each person in the play, so obviously there's four different characters, and each each character has like sees Jesus in a different light and it's only the centurion who actually comes round to seeing Jesus for who he truly is and and then the the fifth character of the play is obviously the audience where mm. then at the end hopefully it's up to them to be like actually who do i see Jesus you know as like mm. who who is he really uh, for me personally yeah um so yeah um get writing people and enjoy that process <laughs> Hello, guys. Uh, as we said, we would read a bit of oh, our geez. infamous production. Well, infamous to us. Maybe some people have posters of it on their wall. Who knows? We need to talk about Santa. Maybe it's big um, in like Indonesia somewhere. Or whatever. <laughs> it broke know. out there. It's massive. But we're cringing remembering it because we did a scene live uh, on Premier Radio as well, and it was just not not great. Trust me, um, we do actually do good stuff now, so, you know, yeah. Tour God's really good, and, uh, you know, News is really good, Centurion's amazing. Yeah. Th- this is a blip on our... Uh, okay, so... A stain on our record. Uh, this is, like, the longest thing in the world. Yeah, I so, can't even believe... <clears throat> like, nearly every line so, is so long. So, basically, they're in a bar together, and they don't they don't think anyone else is there and they suddenly see each other santas and elves are in this sort of class war yeah essentially um and maiden is part of the royal family of of santas who's haplessly he's the son of the son of santa the that's santa. in charge yeah and he's managed to inadvertently escape a kidnapping of his entire family and he's the last of the royal family who who are safe and ricky is on the run because they think that he um is the one that, that kidnaps um, yeah, the family. I believe that's correct. Okay, so we'll go from oh, thank, thank you, friend. Oh, uh, yeah, thank you, friend. Friend. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, see ya. Wait, wait, wait. How about a drink? What did take me for, huh? Well, by the fact that you're holding the cash register and there's no one else here, and I take you for the bartender. Either that, or you're robbing the place. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, maybe I should be calling the police. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, yeah, all right. Uh, well, uh, what'll it be uh, then, uh, Maiden. friend? Maiden. Oh, I don't think I know that drink. No, Maiden's my name. <laughs> What's yours? Oh, it's uh, Ricky. Uh, uh, Johnny. Uh, Johnny. Uh, Johnny Scrooge. Uh, yeah, Johnny Scrooge. Johnny uh, Scrooge. Now, what's uh, what's the drink? Ah. <laughs> oh. 
Scrooge. Sorry, I came in early. Johnny Scrooge, the famous cocktail maker. Well, I'll have... I'll be a fool to turn down a cocktail. Can I have a peek at your menu? Unnecessary. All this so unnecessary. <laughs> Can I have yeah, a peek at your menu? Sorry, I'm I'm trying not to laugh because it is so unnecessary. Oh, gosh. Oh, uh, well, of course. Ricky finds a menu and passes it to him. Meanwhile, a police siren is heard in the distance, worrying Ricky. Oh, this is you. Oh, no, it's me. No, that's you. Ah, uh, with... Oh, no, it is me. Oh, we just didn't put Holly your name in the... Oh, no, we didn't write that in. That's stupid. Holly and the Ivy. That looks good. Rudolph's Revenge. Pino Colada. <laughs> Grinch on the beach. Ooh, mistletoe and wine. Well, that sounds nice. Mm, I'll have it shaken. No, 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 no. It's stirred, stirred. No, no. Shaken, shaken. Um, I'll have it... Okay, I'll have it... You'll have it shaken. So then he does a cocktail routine, fizzes everywhere, hardly anything in the glass. Which I don't even think we did. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Voila! Uh, Well, drink up, or you're going to get a visit from the ghosts of Christmas past my trading hours. That's pretty good. (laughs) Oh, oh, I would love to be you. A man with no worries, just doing your bit. The daily grind. An honourable, honest businessman. Oh, you just dropped a candy cane. Candy cane is the currency. Why we? Why are we involved a whole economic system? Sorry, this is not part of it. To be fair, I like it. Though. It's funny. <laughs> candy canes are money, so you know. Oh, you just dropped a candy cane. Just trying to make his way in life. Tell me about yourself. What's in that brain box of yours, Johnny? What are you looking for in this crazy thing called life? Well, right about now, pal, I could go for a quick uh, dash in a speedy vehicle, so... Ooh, uh... a sleigh, man. You know, I've got a pretty fast one myself parked outside. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's actually a one-horse open sleigh. Nice. I've heard how fun it is to ride in one of those. Well, maybe you'd like to come for a spin sometime? Maybe seeing as we're buddies now i'll give you my number we go for a little whiz around the town well you know what the maiden was it uh well friend (laughs) i would just love to go for a spin right right the second eh really hold your horse i haven't finished my drink yet well drink it up it's your birthday and the night is young hey look come on let's get out of here don't need to lock up first (laughs) slapland what who's gonna break in huh yeti (laughs) i've actually got a funny story about that (laughs) And let's just continue down, just to this little Captain I'm Snowflake. So here. this is Captain Snowflake, who um, Chris plays. Who is um, who is the policeman that is in charge of hunting down uh, Ricky um, at the yeah. moment. <clears throat> Off stage. NES Command Center, this is uh, Captain Roger Snowflake. Uh, I've tracked Ricky, the, the bad boy elf, to Bar Humbug, and I'm set to engage. Uh, do I have permission to use deadly force? Over. Captain Snowflake, you are an NES community support agent. You've already overstepped your role by tracking a suspect. You do not, I repeat, do not have permission to engage. Your work is over. Do you understand, Captain Snowflake? I'll tell you when my work is over. Over. (laughs) Okay, that'll do. He rolls in. (laughs) Put your hands in the air like you just don't care Uh, about the law. (laughs) He looks disappointed that the room is empty. Uh, wait, we should have kept doing this one. Oh, I've oh, wait. Crap. Snowflake, what is the situation? Are you hurt? 
Snowflake mimes judo chopping during the next line. There's a few ruffians in here, uh, but my training is kicking in, and I've administered Krav Maga to neutralise the threats. That's funny, because our thermal imaging shows only one body in the vicinity. There's no time to explain! Where's my partner? Snowy! And I'm a yeti. <laughs> Sorry, I'm yeah, not. we'll end it there. We'll end it You there. get an idea, really. Um, that is a weird mishmash of very surreal, but very high concepts. Yeah, I know. I was thinking <laughs> that you have to be well, very switched. You have to be very lot, switched on. We did a lot of world creation. <laughs> we made this into like Narnia. We're like Tolkien. I like this Lapland though. It's actually, actually, the more I think about it, look, we could make a mini series. This, this, this could be, you know, a cult a, classic. This could be it? a mini series. You'd slowly yes. introduce these ideas. If you want us to write a <laughs> mini series, because COVID 19s kicked in, if you would, and you're self isolating, if you would like us to write a mini series based around Lapland, yeah. let us know. And if enough people say do it, yeah. we'll do it. We're not just going to do it for yeah. um. I mean, we've got twelve one weeks. Of you this could be our twelve-week project. So, um, I mean, we do have other work that we are doing, by the way. Yeah. But um, but again, we big project be visible. coming. We want to be visible. Yes, and we want to interact with you guys. Well, this so, isn't a visible medium. Let us know either because we want to um, it, we want to continue writing some stuff. So, if you have an idea. For a sketch, so if you set the scene okay. and set characters for us, so scene and characters, um, and you can give as much detail as you want, but uh, we will write a very short sketch yeah. for the next um, yes time we record. If you want to be a special guest, please get in touch and tell us why you're so special as to be involved as a guest. Thank you for um, listening, guys. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to More Than The Art Podcast by Artless Theatre Company. If you want to know more about us, you can go to our website, which is artless.org.uk, or you can follow us on all the social medias out there, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, even Twitter. <laughs>